Mr. Mayhem. Mr. Mayhem. Fifteen days. Fifteen days until the election and then the lawsuits. Uh, Midterm mayhem. Smell that. That's lawyers getting paid. That's people raising money. Oh, set up the dot org now. Oh. Every day at 405, we bring you the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. We start with uh, there are people that are watching the drop boxes, right? When we arrived tonight, there was a group of four people out here watching the ballot box. Two were armed with concealed handguns. Okay, so they're watching it. We know that they're in tactical gear. They're not. They're, they've got stuff over their faces, so nobody sees them. They've got like an American flag over their license plate so no one knows what truck they drive. They almost look like this. I'm going to say this. Like guys who are fighting in some faraway Eastern (laughs) European war. It's ridiculous. Okay. So over the weekend. As if there was one of those going on. There was a lady who's an activist that decided I'm going to go down there and I'm going to watch the watchers. So listen to about 15 seconds. She goes down there. There's just this lady who's an activist. Don't know her name. She's filming them. She starts, she walks into like what looks to be, they're, they got a little folding table with a little hot dogs on them. And, you know, they're having like a, so it's like a, it's like a, it's like a party. It's like a pregame. It's a right. pregame. They're pregaming right. for the whole thing. They, the they've got their chairs. She goes right in the middle of them all and says, hello. Hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Hello. How are you? Very sarcastic. Oh, hold on. You know you're on body cam, right? That's okay. Hey, don't touch oh, the camera. Oh, and then all heck broke loose. Yeah. So we decided, let's find that person who's watching the watchers. Which we warned last week, do not do, don't do because that. Because people will twist off. So earlier today, we taped an interview with this this woman. She didn't want to, she didn't want to give us her name, but we know that she shot that video. We know that she went down to Mesa to watch uh, uh, the tactical gear people. And we, let's play about four or five minutes of the interview we did with let's her. Let's do it. Why would someone do that? Why would someone go down and do that? So here it is. This is a local activist. Can't use her name. But, you know, we said, uh, hello, how are you? And, and she said, here we go. Hi, how are you? Good. So you're a local activist. Are you out in Mesa at that place right now? No. Okay, that's where you were, correct? Saturday, yes. Okay, is that you saying hello to those guys and all that? Yes. My partner? You're not crazy, right? I'm Chad, by the way. I was not <laughs> that's texting my partner, you at Chad. all. Well, you know what? My friends were like, what are you doing? I'm just so enraged over these <laughs> What they're doing, sitting around with guns. And these are three of the people that I saw. They've been at the Women's March. They've been at pro-choice marches. They've been at Trump rallies. I mean, patriot, ironically, you know, uh, groups. I was sitting in bed Saturday. I was watching, reading Twitter and saw pictures of them from Friday night. And I said, son of a they're at it again with their guns and i just jumped in the shower jumped in my car and hauled ass to mesa by myself and i set up camp right with them and they were they were flabbergasted they could not believe that i opened my chair right next to theirs you know what's funny is we were talking last week we should set up a watch party for the people that are watching and it'll be a watch party watching the watch party but then i said you know what people can get squirrely but then who's gonna watch me there you go next thing you know it's down the rabbit hole 
and it's chaos, and then somebody gets a little squirrely, and then next thing you know, there's violence. <laughs> a little squirrely. Well, there was violence. If you saw the end of the video, the person who attacked me was the guy. It okay. wasn't the women. When well, I lived- Let's talk about that. We're being joined by a local activist who's out in Mesa. You know, the people that were out there, uh, they were armed. They had tactical gear. They covered their faces, and you just walked right up to them. They had their big white truck out, and uh, there was, was an American flag over their uh, license plate because they were hiding their license plate in the video when you went to remove whatever was in front of their their license plate so you can see did somebody get violent with you Yes, the guy uh, who had the gun, well, three of them had a gun, two of the women, his girlfriend, another woman, and uh, him, they all had handguns on their hips. Um, He bum-rushed me. He came at me very aggressively. He pushed me very hard and grabbed me, and you can hear at that part in the video where I was screaming and, and my, you know, the camera was moving around. Nobody tried to grab my camera. He came at my body, but then his girlfriend, if you look at the end the video, you'll see where he stopped only because his girlfriend pushed him back. So, you know, who knows what he would have done if she wouldn't have intervened. So he didn't put hands on you necessarily. Oh, yes, he did. He yes, did. he did. Nobody he, drew any guns, though, right? No. Okay. And, and the sheriffs were watching this, at least four of them. Okay. Now, why would you put yourself in that situation? You're much braver than I am. I would never do it. I, I, I'd walk the other way. I think that these two, these two, three guys, they're in their tactical. I think they're total losers. I think they're absolute total zeros in life for them to go. And this is how they're going to spend their time. And really, if they didn't think they were doing something wrong, why are they hiding their faces? But for you, you're putting yourself in front of a bunch of lunatics that you could really get hurt. You know, in person, I'm not afraid of those yahoos. And I am so angry at these people with weapons that are, even though they're 75 feet away, there are a lot of people where it really does scare some people. Not everybody is like me and can just pop a chair next to them at 830 at night and start filming them. All right. So that is part of our interview uh, with an activist who did pop a chair down and she caused some some uncomfortable some, moments yes yes and she yeah. was uncomfortable a few times as well because i continue to say don't do stupid things both sides are apt to do it and everybody wants to think that they're tougher mm-hmm. and that nobody's going to do anything uh don't trust what insane stupid and angry might do yeah it's a bad idea mm-hmm. to go down there and do that now she's saying she's brave that's what she wanted to do she had to take a stand but uh i wouldn't do it uh, and I wouldn't want any of you to do it. Leave them alone. They got these people who are down there that I don't know. I don't. They're all. They're hidden. Their face is hidden. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with that at all. Let the police deal with them. Let the police watch them because the, the, that's they were being watched. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So by four police officers. Right. All right. Midterm mayhem every day at four oh five. All right. Coming up next. Coming five up. spot. Uh, did you see the numbers that came out on our children with math and reading today? It was not good. Not good. And especially math. So here's what we'd like to do. Call us if your kid is struggling with math in school. Because there's about three or four reasons given to why our children aren't doing well with math in school. And we want to see if your reasoning lines up with the three or four examples that that the study gives yeah. us, okay? Call us uh if you uh if you have a kid who's struggling with math in school. 602-277-KTAR. And five spot is coming up next. 
and Jen. All right, five spot where we put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. And today right we're talking about test scores. Uh, across the country, math scores saw their largest decreases ever. Uh, nearly four in ten eighth graders failed to grasp basic math concepts. Uh, call us if your kid is struggling in math. You know, if you have an eighth grader, especially that's struggling in math, call us. At 277-KTAR, 602-277-5827. Because uh, we want to talk to some of your parents and ask you why your kids are struggling in math. There are three or four reasons why we've been given by experts that may be the reason. And let's see if it matches up with what you're telling us. All right, here we go. Uh, Lorena in Phoenix, uh, is your kid struggling in math? And what do you think the reason is? Um, yeah, he is struggling in math. He's in third grade, and I'm on my way to parent-teacher conferences, and it has literally been a struggle for the last two years, and I think he's struggling because he hasn't, he wasn't in school for a year and a half. He started doing homeschooling, virtual learning at five and a half, so you can't take a five and a half-year-old and put him in front of a screen all day. He didn't learn anything. So you're talking about COVID being at home and learning that way? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because he's a smart kid and he's catching on now, but we're having to do a lot of backpedaling because yeah. that did absolutely no good for our children. Absolutely. Appreciate your call. Thanks so very much. COVID uh, to blame. Uh, well, yeah, the lockdown. So instead of COVID itself, was, <laughs> it's like COVID's like, wait, now I ruined math? Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Kylie and uh, Gilbert, uh, how are the struggles? Are they getting better? And what was the cause of it, you think? Hi there. Um, so I have an eighth grader, and he is an honor roll student, holds a 3.8 or greater through the school year, and has since he was in first grade um, until this year. So this year he's struggling. He cries. He has anxiety about math. It's his favorite subject, and he, bar- he barely missed a C um, first time. He's always he's, he's had an A. Um, ever since first grade in math. What's the again, reason? Why do you think? What do you? Why do you think this is happening? He's being taught by a science teacher. And there it is. Really interesting. Appreciate that. Thanks so very much. So let's chat about that for a second. Um, for the first call, it was kind of COVID. My child wasn't in school and didn't, you know, uh, w- trying to keep everybody safe. And all right, but now you've got a science teacher that's teaching math. And this is because we have a massive teacher shortage and we don't have the right teachers. We don't have enough and we don't have the right teachers in place. And that is an Arizona problem. Well, it's a a nationwide problem. It's a very big Arizona problem. It is a nationwide problem. You're right. But if you're already starting, if you spent two years and in a situation where you weren't being really taught to outside of being on a TV screen, if you will, right? that's going to set you back tremendously. So is not having the right teacher. And th- yeah, but you're already coming into a situation where uh, you're, you're the teacher's got to play catch-up, and that teacher may not be the right teacher to play catch-up. Well, remember what Kylie said, too. Her kid was fine doing math up until eighth grade, so even during COVID, her kid was okay. It's the it's the it's it's the lack of good teachers that we have. Remember, we're trying to sh- to shoehorn people into a classroom, people who have never been in a classroom before. And in Arizona, we think that's a good idea for our kids, and I think it's ridiculous. Now, that's a Doug Ducey thing too. All right, we got time for one more. Uh, let's go to uh, William and Mesa. All right, your kid's struggling in math. What do you think the reason is? 
Uh, I, the main reason is I think that her class is over. There, there's just too many kids in her class. She feels that uh, yep. she doesn't get the attention needed, and she's self-taught at home by herself or with the parents. That's a great point. You have 40 kids in a class. Tough for any teacher to be able to give the students exactly what they need on an individual basis. And that, again, is what we're dealing with in Arizona. We get classes are too big. Wrong teachers are in the wrong spot. It's a mess. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it is a mess. It is a mess. So if you're just joining us, uh, five spot where we put uh, uh, five people on the spot about a new story everybody's talking about. Across the country, math scores, largest decrease ever. And there are a lot of reasons for it. The lockdown. Your kid's sitting in front of a computer. Class size, too big. A science teacher is trying to teach eighth grade math. That doesn't work. They don't have anybody else. They put a science teacher and they don't have anybody. We got to fix this problem. This major education, major problem in Arizona for sure. All right. Thanks, everybody, for the calls. Hey, up next, we've got an update on the uh, Patriots, so-called Patriots, in tactical gears who are watching the ballot drop boxes. Uh, and Bill Gates doesn't like what he sees. He's the chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. He joins us next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state, the Gatos and Chad Show. All right, uh, so we had some uh, armed individuals. They were dressed in tactical gear. Uh, they were hiding their faces. Uh, and they were on site at the ballot drop box in Mesa, a very popular spot. Very Chad popular. Benson. Very, very popular amongst the youth of America. Oh, goodness. And people wearing, uh, you know, ski masks. Yes. So these individuals were there. There was a snafu. Um, I, I, I mean, I just, I see them as losers, man. Just, just leave it alone. Leave it alone. No one is trying to stuff a ballot box, which is the whole bunch, the mules thing. Anyway, 2,000 mules. Joining us now is Bill Gates, uh, chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Bill, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. These guys are a bunch of losers, aren't they? It's really disappointing uh, to see that people have decided this is this is how they want to spend their their weekend evening mm. is going out to a drop box which is allowed it's legal and to dress in a way like this as you mentioned uh that really can have no other intent than intimidate people um you know look i'm the first one to support someone's right to be involved in the election, exercise their First Amendment right, their Second Amendment right. But the way that this all went down, it's wrong, and it needs to stop. But what they did wasn't illegal, was it? It might be, we can consider it intimidating, but the reality is it in itself was not illegal. I'm, I'm, not, here to, I'm not here to say whether it was legal or illegal. But I think a better use of their time, if they're interested in this election and they want to get involved, why don't they come and uh, volunteer as a, a poll worker or maybe a poll observer for one of the parties? But to do this, um, this is not uh, advancing the interests of our democratic republic in any way. I know they'll tell you immediately, Bill, is uh, us going there isn't going to stop the massive amounts of ballot harvesting yeah. that may take place. That's that that would be their argument. 
Well, I take a backseat to no one when it comes to, to being opposed to ballot harvesting, because I was actually an intervener in the lawsuit uh, that, that went up to the Supreme Court. Uh, so it's illegal. Ballot harvesting is illegal. And if people are doing ballot harvesting, it should be prosecuted. But anyone in Maricopa County has the right to go up to a drop box and put their vote in there, put the vote of their family members in there. That's not what this is about. This is about people who have unfortunately listened to a lot of misinformation that has been spread out there. And we know 2,000 mules uh, talks about these drop boxes. It's been discredited, and it's really not a good use of, of these guys' time on a weekend evening. Bill Gates is joining us, uh, chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. So, um, I don't know, a couple months ago, uh, State Senator Kelly Townsend, she encouraged vigilantes to camp out near these drop boxes. Uh, She said you need to track individuals if they appear suspicious. Today, she went on Twitter and said, I should not have to say this, but wearing tactical gear while watching a ballot drop box could be considered voter intimidation. Don't do it. What the heck, man? I mean, make up your mind, Townsend. Do you want them there or not? It's like now, you know, she she first says, hey, I want you to go and check it out. And now she's saying, well, going checking it out is one thing. Going, checking it out, look like you're fighting in a, you know, like I said, an Eastern European war is something wholly different. What do you think? I I would I I would agree with that. Um, People have the right to be there. It's a public place. But going and dressing in that way, uh, it can be very intimidating and having uh, the body armor, et cetera. But what I want the people of Maricopa County to understand is that there are many ways to vote in this election. And we on the Board of Supervisors, along with Recorder Richer and along with Sheriff Pinzone, we support your way to vote however you want to. If you want to vote by mail, drop it in the uh, mailbox. You can do it. If you want to do it at Dropbox, you can do it. And we've got two of them that are outside, and then we've got others in city buildings. Or if you want to vote early in person at a voting site, you can do that. Or if you want to vote on Election Day, which we've all supported on the board uh, in person, you can do that, too. The important message is that these guys not succeed and start to scare people away from voting wherever it is that they choose to do. And if we push back on this and we make it clear, look, if there's someone listening today and they feel like they've been intimidated, we encourage in their their efforts to vote. We encourage them to contact law enforcement and we will look into this. But if we get into, you know, vigilantes or one side or the other, that's not the way to proceed. And it's going to lead us down a slippery slope that we don't want to go down. So I'm happy we're having this discussion now, getting out in front of it before it goes any further. Bill Gates, uh, chairman of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Always great to have you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right. So we've got the people in tactical gear. They're they're down at the one of the ballot boxes. And, and goodness gracious. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, Mark Fincham, who's running for Secretary of State, says watch the drop boxes. That's fine. He's encouraging people to watch. Don't wear the tactical gear. Just sit there, watch the drop boxes. How about not watch the drop boxes? How about that? You know, these people got not a lot going on. Okay. It's a weekend night. Uh, (laughs) All right. uh, Coming up, uh, Paul Calvisi is going to join us. No way. Cardinal sideline reporter. Uh, He joins us uh, every Monday. 
talk a little Cardinals. Are the Cardinals back on track? Next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news. Seriously entertaining. Gatos and Chad. Talking pigskin with Polly. Brought to you by day and night air conditioning, heating, and plumbing. Serving the valley for 40 years. The difference is day and night. That's right, Polly Pigskin. Cardinal sideline reporter joins us every Monday. We talk a little football. Polly, how are you today? Not bad. Uh, even better for Amazon Prime because the Cardinals, they saved America from bad ball on Thursday night. And we were sick and tired as a nation, were we not, of 12-7 finals and 12-9 finals. So somebody somewhere had to put up a 40-burger, and it was the Cardinals. And you know, the great news about that is we figured out what the problem was with the Cardinals. It was Gatos going no. to the games. He no. doesn't go to the game. They put a 40. I know. I sold oh, my tickets. There's cause and effect. Look at the correlation right there. I was not not aware of that. Thank you very much, Chad. I'm well, going to write that down actually, right here. I got this. Okay. Actually, that's, that's hot a... garbage. Uh, yeah. That's total hot garbage. I'll tell you why the Cardinals won. It's what I told you a few weeks ago. Open the roof. <laughs> so they did. They opened the roof and they won. So I'm taking a W on that. Okay, that's great. That's right. Gatos, Gatos wasn't there, but he's still taking credit for the W. Why that's not? amazing. Like like he can only do around wow. here. You know what? You're the guy who sold your tickets. You're the guy who shouldn't have the right to buy your tickets. Again, I'm putting your name down in this list with a big red mark under it. Oh, Polly Pigskin oh, is joining boy. us on a Look, Monday. Here's here's what happened. Okay. D-Hop came back. Okay, yep. D-Hop came back. He's not just a wide receiver extraordinaire. The dude is a walking mentality because he permeates accountability. He's the guy on the sideline who's talking to everyone. He's the guy who was talking in the huddle, as I, as players told me later. He's the one telling everyone, look, here's how it's supposed to be. Here's how you're supposed to play. He's the one who orchestrated a players-only meeting going into that game mm-hmm. where he made Kyla Murray the first player to talk to the team because he's the quarterback in the face of the franchise and got the franchise record contract. So it's amazing how one player can make such a difference on and off the field, and that guy was was D-Hop. All right, uh, Paul Cavici is joining us. Was it the play on the field or was it the intangibles off the field that really changed things for the, for the Cardinals when we talk about DeAndre Hopkins, their star wide receiver? Well, it, it definitely was a little bit of both. And I, I told you guys before, I, I firmly thought this is a team that the last two years was hot out of the gates, right? They, like the Giants this year, they're 6-1, and one, right? Okay, great. What do you get for that? Absolutely nothing. So they've come to realize that you just need to stay in the pack. It's sort of like that, that college course you took, right? I don't need to ace the exam. We're grading on a curve. I just need to be better than you going into the final exam, and then I'm going to flip the switch. Hmm. I firmly think that's how the Cardinals are treating the season. To a degree, especially pending the return of DeAndre Hopkins. He's back. And then guess what? You're only a game out of first place for all the bad ball that we've seen at times in inconsistent football. So we'll see. We'll see where this goes. If you can stay healthy, if you can gradually get better, and then boom, you know, you get that uh, that offensive line intact. Mm. And then look at some of the young players coming along. Look at did you guys see the meme of Marco Wilson after that pick where oh. he's flying through the air behind Andy Dalton? It's I mean it's great. As some as someone who was field level. The only thing I can liken that sort of athleticism to is if you've ever been to a circus and they shoot the dude out of the cannon, the human cannonball, and he goes flying across the big top into the net. That's what Marco Wilson looked like. It was absurd. That was uh, It was very entertaining. And But again, though, I look up and I think, man, they scored a lot of points on defense and the offense. It wasn't like they were just crushing it. 
No. And, and you know what? Once they get James Conner back, they're looking forward to that. Here's something, though. We talked to Cliff Kingsbury earlier today on his TV show, and he told us they did something they haven't done a whole lot of. They huddled quite a bit. And he actually liked it. He thought it settled down a lot of the guys on off, especially some of the newcomers, right? Guys getting reps for the first time, like a Cody Ford, a left guard, Billy Price, the center, because they're banged up on the O-line. When they huddled, guys actually got a little more calm, a little more settled, and they got a little more production out of that. So, uh, you know, for everything that we hear about the air raid, the Cardinals have run the ball. Like, you wouldn't believe. That's the 41st time under Cliff Kingsbury since 2019 they've run for over 100 yards. Only two other teams have more rushing yards or 100-yard games since then. So there's a lot of misnomers about how they go about offense. And I think they're also still discovering something about some of the guys they have in this huddle. And they are going to huddle up a lot more. And it did make a difference in that Thursday night game. All right, uh, Paulie, have fun in Minnesota freezing your butt off. Thanks for joining us. So once again, you're not there, and you're saying you're you're taking credit for the dub. That's good. That's yeah. okay. Tyrone, uh, you know that. I'm going to send D Hop over to hold you accountable. Is what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right. Yeah. See you, Paulie. Yeah. Okay. Paulie. See you guys. Pigskin. You've been listening to Pigskin with Paulie on the Gatos and Chad Show. Brought to you by Day and Night Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing, serving the Valley for 40 years. The difference is day and night. Man, there are some bad teams in the NFL this year. You're two and five in one division, and you're a game out of first place. Yeah, Cardinals are what now? Three and four? Three and four, they're a game out of first place. All right, there you go. All right, coming up, we got the 5 o'clock KTAR expansion with Becky Lynn. Stick around.